Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everyone, Daniel Ramsey here with my Outdesk. I'm really excited because today we're going to talk about why he's not into you, why exactly every single employee you've ever had has left you and what you should do to stop it. So I've got a really cool uh, guest today. His name is Vic Tannen. He is the chief simplicity officer at Implicity. His whole thing is to make business simple for business owners like you and me. So I'm really excited to have you here, Vic. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we're going to dive in, but first, before we do, I want to hear your story. My understanding is that you, you own a PEO company and that you've been in business for 25 plus years. Is that right? That's correct. I love it, man. And you have over 7,000 employees in your system, which is, makes you one of the largest PEOs in the nation. <laughs> you like uh, that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, it's not about what you've done. It's about what you're going to do. I love it. I love it. Okay, Vic, you and I are in Sacramento, California, which is awesome. So we're neighbors. And today our topic is actually kind of interesting because you had an experience. So I want to start off first. Tell, tell your story. How'd you get in this space and, you know, kind of how'd you start your business and all that? Yeah, Daniel. So uh, in 94, I was working for a large payroll service and yep. helping small businesses with outsourcing one of the functions they hate to do. Which processing is? payroll and taxes, but they had to do it. And so, yes. um, you know, as I was in that business, I realized an opportunity kind of ran into the, the PEO business, which at the time was fairly new, was just gaining acceptance and awareness. Um, yeah. the, there, there was an association I dug into, learned about it, and I just realized that it, it was the future of how people would address their employer responsibilities and how they right. would really take care of their people. Sure. Um, after all, business owners, uh, I mean, you know, the plumber starts a contracting company, the lawyer starts a law firm, uh, the marketing guy goes on tour interviewing billionaires, you know, I mean, people uh, find out what they're good at and what drives business. And they don't do that just to learn how to be a good employer, right. or how to be an expert in HR. So I saw the opportunity and uh, started helping small businesses uh, in the 90s with the one thing that they hated to do. And at Implicity, I mean, it's, it's really about simplifying their experience as an employer. And our typical client is someone that really kind of ha hates HR, can't stand it, doesn't want to deal with it, realizes right. they kind of have to, and is willing to outsource it to a company they can trust. Well, and the challenge is you and I are both in California. So the regulatory burden is so huge. If, if you're on any of the coast, West or East coast, or even in the sunshine States, I mean, it being an employer nowadays, it's, it's a little crazy. 
Yeah, California is, uh, I, I believe it would be the fifth largest economy globally if it right. were our own nation. But it's funny, as big as we are, uh, we are sure hard on our employers. Um, mm -hmm. Tip of the hat to Gavin Newsom, our, our mayor, our, <laughs> our governor. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to be an employer and to, to make everyone happy. Um, yep. There's a lot on your back in terms of compliance. There's certainly um, many burdens you have. Um, the awareness level in California is extremely high, which makes it a great state for the PEO business. Right. It's because employers all know, um, you know, whether it's the Me Too movement, Obamacare, or something on the front lines of um, the political discussions, uh, employers are being hit, um, you know, on both sides uh, by increasing regulation, complexity. So that, that makes it good for us. And, and there's yeah. definitely a lot of work for us to do. Yeah, I love it. And okay, we were talking earlier, you've been in this space a long time and I, we were kind of chit-chatting about one of the biggest challenges that you've faced in your personal business. And I love the topic, the he's not really into you, why your employees leave. Like that's a big deal. And I think you articulated it so well. And so that's the topic today. Vic, let's bring the audience through what your experience was. Like starting in 2000, what happened? Yeah, so I'd been in business for I mean, five or six years. And, yep. uh, you know, um, I mean, certainly I was involved in all aspects of the business. Mm -hmm. But to grow the business, I had to build a team. And so I had a group of executives and managers Yep. that um, I think at some point I just dropped the ball on. Um, and what I mean by that is um, I, I allowed misalignment um, in the company. And, yeah. I, and I think in terms of leading and growing a team, you have to really stay in tune with your people. So, so a group of, it was actually three managers had gotten together Yep. And it started their own competing business right underneath our roof. Jeez. Yeah. And almost unashamed about it. Yeah. And, you know, when I first found out about it, it was like, I almost felt like I just discovered I had cancer. Yeah. It was, it was, I was going through the state of denial. I couldn't believe it. I just felt like, oh my gosh, I just felt the most enormous amount of mistrust and I, I became defensive. Uh, I, I definitely was on my knees in prayer every night, just asking for help. Cause I, I was in shock that someone yeah. would do this. Yep. Um, and, and as that process uh, painfully worked itself out and um, people started to go work for my competition, which I mean, these were people that I put in business. Um, right. I, I started to realize that, you know what, you can't blame people for doing what's best uh, for them and their families. Yeah. Um, somewhere along the lines, I, I, I lost alignment. There was a misalignment of visions and, and purpose and. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here. And I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know, 
I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses. And the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over $100 million in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants and I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD MOD to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one -on -one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. I lost that. And as a leader, I realize, and especially as someone in the HR business, um, when you lose that, you lose the trust of your people and you can't yeah. blame them for doing what's best, you know, for them and their family. So I learned a valuable lesson and uh, continue to learn as, uh, as I run the business, but staying aligned with your people, what their goals, their objectives are, is so critical in running an organization. You can't scale if your people are leaving you left and right, because you're right. having to replace that talent. So it's really Nick, important. I wanna unpack something though, because here's the thing. If you're an entrepreneur for any amount of time, you've lost great people. I've mm -hmm. made, I, I, can, I remember one gal, her name was um, Michelle. She was a marketing person for us. I hope she's listening right now. Michelle, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I just didn't know how to be a good leader. I'm, I, and I know what I did. I know what was wrong in my mindset yeah. that caused me to lose Michelle. I wish she oh, was yeah. here today because she, she was a culture fit. She was a hard worker. She was smart. I just was a bad leader at that time. Vic, mm -hmm. what was the mindset that was going through your head when you lost that group of three people? Was it that you were too busy? You didn't have the right mind? Like, what was the thing that caused you to be misaligned or choose? Because you subconsciously got misaligned, but why? Um, I think at the time, it was the type of business we were going after. Uh, uh, it started off with a really talented sales and marketing professional, and he was going after higher risk business, which mm -hmm. was very lucrative, especially yep. as the, the workers' comp industry was hardening. And I was going in a different direction. And we did not reconcile that. So what happens? You know, um, we find love in other places. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he found love in other places. So yeah, eventually, you know, he went to where he needed to go. And was I that a not... bad strategy for your business at the time? Because you're the owner and the boss, and you know the financials, and you're the only one that knows the global view. Was that wrong for you and your business, or? Was it just a different strategy? 
it was it it was the right thing at least i th i think for for the other side and, and as well as us we needed to part ways we had a difference in how we wanted to run the business and who we wanted to serve the clients that we wanted to serve i'm a lot more conservative i didn't want to take the risk and i had everything to lose honestly so um it, it was a painful thing but looking back i mean i uh, unfortunately i have a few friends that have gone through a divorce and you know at the end of it there's sort of this sense that there's that was maybe the right thing hmm. um that you know i'm happy now um and I know every situation is a little different, so I'm generalizing, but I look back and say that was one of the best things that ever happened to me is, is when you're not on the same page, when you don't have that same vision, um, cut it off and move on as painful yeah. as it is. And that's going to happen. So you mentioned something, you said, if, you, if you're an entrepreneur well, you, and you've been doing it for any length of time, you've gone through this, you've had... Yes. Your Michelle was my Travis. I had a really great employee, yep. super talented, hardworking. Um, he's one of the greatest guys I've ever worked with. And I don't think he lasted six months with me. Right. Because we were just misaligned. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to kind of really start his own business. And so you're going to run into that. And, you know, at some point you're an entrepreneur, but once you start the business, you're not an entrepreneur anymore. You now have to switch and turn into an executive manager, leader, or some other role that your company needs you in uh, yeah. to drive the business. So, um, you know, so doing that and making that transformation and that change isn't easy. I sought outside help uh, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I did because uh, at the very heart of it, I have that entrepreneurial spirit, but it, Sometimes it holds me back from, from growing and scaling the business and operating the business. I love it. Okay, so you just did it, and we're going to definitely jump into how you can stop them from happening, like stop them from leaving. And I want to hear all of your kind of tricks and tips, specifically because you have 7,000 employees. Like most people have never had that many employees, never onboarded that many employees that you kind of serve. So what's important? What's important about this is that we're teaching the audience the things that you've now learned, you know, being in the business 30, 20, 30 years. So how do you stop them from leaving? And let's go back all the way to the interview process and what you now do to keep and retain and really scale a business. Yeah, so it starts off with really the identity of your company. Um, we spent some time uh, after that big breakup um, kind of reconciling who we are. And, yep. and we literally got a marker board out and wrote down probably 50 different, um, 50 different words that described who we are. And we boiled it down to four things. And those are our core values. Yep. Um, and, and how your core values play out every day and every week and every month. Um, depends on how you want to manage it, but it, it really, um, it gives you a platform to hire from, to look for, and to attract people. Ultimately, your identity as an employer um, will attract, you know, um, people in. And so, why are they coming to work for you? What do they offer? Where are their you know, what's, what are their goals and their, their vision for the future? So, finding the right people, um, is really important. And that's, I think, half the battle. Yep. And it's hard because interviewing, selecting, it's, um, 
there are definitely some tough odds that we all face. I mean, yeah. one of the best people that I know in terms of interviewing and hiring great people, uh, the guy that hired me at ADP, he said, Vic, I'm right half the time. Yeah. And uh, which kind of blew my socks off because I mean, that's, that's someone who used to interview, you know, 30 or 40 salespeople a week. Um, you just, you realize you don't get everything initially. So spend your time, do a thorough, um, a thorough interview process, have three people interview that candidate uh, in three different places, yep. uh, three different times of the day to yeah. try to, to weed that person out. Do your yeah. best. I think uh, Zappos even offers employees five or $10,000 to leave. To not, to not take the job. Right. Yeah. Which is great because it's all about, about finding and whittling down and investing in the right people. Um, And that's a constant process. No matter how good you are at this, no one has zero turnover. It's it's impossible. Right. Yeah. So, um, so spend your time on the front end um, and, and know who you are and know who they are and, and seek that alignment up front. Um, and then, you know, in the process of that, after you, you do hire that employee, it's really important that you, you pour and invest into your managers, not just education and, and courses on being a better manager, but who you are as a company, Got it. Uh, your, your management staff, your, your executives and supervisors, they're really the ambassador to your employees. Um, sure. They, they kind of wear the company and, and if they're jerks, if they, don't pay attention to or seem to care for their employees, that's going to be reflective to the company. And, um, and unfortunately people leave bad bosses. So it's really important that you stay on top of it. Most, most supervisors and managers out there really shouldn't be supervising and managing and leading people. Right. But yet, yet they do because you know, the, the awesome sales guy became the sales manager. That's right. The, the person that had the highest output became the operations manager. And maybe that's not the best role for them. Right. So you, you constantly need to evaluate that person's management talent and their mm-hmm. ability to lead. Um, and to, um, because uh, it's just not for everyone. It's you know, tough. We talked a little bit about um, employee annual reviews. And I yes. love what you said. You said maybe there needed to be an annual vision alignment review of some sort. Talk, talk to me what that would look like if you sure. were to implement that and why you think that would be a, a big deal in retention and keeping your best employees. Well, well first of all, Daniel, um, it wouldn't, isn't it crazy to think that, I mean, because when we think about an annual review, we think of, hey, let's, let's tell you all the good things that you're doing, show you your performance statistics, uh, and then let's also talk about areas you fell short and need to work on. Yeah. So, um, and let's do this once a year. <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah. I mean, people need direction, and most people need supervision and direction on a daily basis. I mean, how often do you get sidetracked? And you're doing something totally uh, uninvolved with your whole core purpose. But I mean, Vic, I'm I'm so thing. busy. I can't I can't manage my team. I I've got sales meetings. I've got operations things. I I'm I'm working on this book and this marketing thing. Yeah. I I don't have time for that. What What do you tell those guys? 
Yeah, you're like you're like me. You have like serious ADD. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's beyond political, and and we're all kind of like that in some way. We all have stuff going on. I mean, in this day and age, I mean, who doesn't have their phone on their desk or in their pocket while they're working? Yep. Who isn't getting Facebook updates, texts, or calls from their children or their spouses or their friends or a joke sent through an email? I mean there's a lot to distract us. So, so we need that feedback on how we're doing every day. Some yep. company, a few companies are pretty good at identifying those KPIs, you know, uh, and, mm-hmm. and those, those, those core numbers that we want to follow. Mm-hmm. But um, most of us need someone to stay in touch and say, Hey, Daniel, how are you doing? Yeah. How's it going? How's your output? Uh, how many calls have you made today? And we all kind of need that. I still need that. And that's, that's kind of what's tough about owning your own businesses. You don't have somebody uh, knocking on your door and calling you to stay in touch. We all kind of need that. The annual review should at least be uh, a review of kind of what the person's goals are, you know, when they first started here, wh- where their, their vision is. Uh, and that may change over time depending on their experience on the job, something they've seen, or maybe something they've seen their peer go through, they may have, they may want to go into operations and leave sales or vice versa. Uh, Staying in touch with where they want to be with what their future goals are is really important. And that alignment is, is really critical. Um, Mm -hmm. People change all the time. Sometimes people go back to school and uh, there's so many red flags. Like if somebody's going back to get their master's, uh, you know, in theology and, you know, let's say they work in your operations department of your manufacturing, <laughs> you might have some mis- misalignment there. Oh, yeah. you might so, so there a are a lot of red flags that we sort of ignore, but pay attention to your people, pay attention to what's important to them, what keeps them up at night, where yep. they see themselves in five years, because it's just enough to, to get an idea of where they're going. Um, you know, it's really important. And I think it'll pay dividends in terms of keeping your people engaged and, and looking out for opportunities. Uh, and, you know, one of my best managers uh, in the benefits department um, just actually was struggling. And, and we found and repositioned him in our operations side in payroll, and he's doing awesome. Uh, yep. So sometimes it's just a shift within, within your company's infrastructure. Yep. I love it. So your advice to boil it down would be get into an annual review process with some daily and weekly and monthly accountability um, and also make sure that the person is kind of aligned with the company vision still in that space. How does that conversation go? I mean, do you just sit them down and like say, Hey Vic, thanks for working for me the last five years. Are you, do you know what our company vision is and are you still aligned with it? I mean, do you just ask them? I mean, how does that, how does that conversation happen? Yeah. You know, um, the, the process can be formal, but What happens before the process is really more important. So the relationship that you have, uh, you know, with a direct report, the, the time that you spend with them, um, maybe a lot of the time off the job. Um, and uh, I mean, your cues and the data you get and the feedback you get kind of help you to paint a picture of where you think they're going. Right. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. You want to, you want to have, um, you, you want to have a direct and honest conversation. And that takes honesty on both sides. If they don't trust you, if they don't think you have their, um, their best interests in mind, yep. this is what 
this is often the difference between a good and, and great manager is great managers really have their best people interests in mind. Right. It may not be aligned with the company's vision or where they may need that employee to go, but they can appreciate that, you know, they really know where, where their people's hearts are at and, and what their goals are. Um, yep. If you can have that, I mean, really. Then you win. Yeah, you're, you're doing a great job. And, and I know as managers, a lot of people kind of, they beat on themselves. Well, I, I'm terrible at doing reviews. And, you know, the, the annual review process, the performance review process, it's, it's a huge second to really having your, and showing that you have your people's best interests in mind. If you can do that, um, I mean, that's 95% of the battle. I love it. Vic, this has been a great conversation. Before we um, go, I want you to kind of tell the audience a little bit about your, your company, what you do, what the services you offer, and how you kind of love on your clients. Yeah, I appreciate that, Daniel. So Implicity is a professional employer organization. We're in the job of making all of those things that you do as an employer simple because it's not. Uh, we help small businesses from two to to really a thousand employees uh, with all of the aspects of managing their people from payroll to benefits and administration and compliance to human re resources, compliance yep. and regulations, and then dealing with safety and workers' compensation insurance. So we help really kind of ensure and empower your people um, through our, our professional employer organization service. Uh, we'd love to talk. Um, just you can find us at implicity.com. How do you spell that? E-M-P-L-I-C-I-T-Y.com. There, there you go. And, and uh, Vic, you've been amazing. I really think this is an interesting, unexplored topic. And you and I both know all the pain we've had from losing great employees. So this has been an awesome topic. Thanks for being here today. Thanks, Daniel.